Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here from Georgia Public Broadcasting. I'm John Nelson here in Atlanta, joined by my co-pilot and compadre, Tommy Palmer, down in the borough, Hannah Gooden off to my left. And as always, here during playoff time, it's time to catch up with the grand exalted poobah of the Georgia High School Football Daily, mandatory viewing, reading, emailing, and saving, Todd Holcomb. It's time for Todd's visit here on the show. Todd, thanks for hanging out. Sure. Thanks for having me again. First question on the floor goes to the lady, so Hannah, ask away. Yeah, I'll start us off today. Hey, Todd, I got a real tough one for you. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, round two of the playoffs start this Friday. We're all looking forward to it. What are your top games to watch? Well, I think there are, um, there are four that stand out to me. So I did my homework a little bit this time, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list you four. Okay. Go for it. First one, Big Orange Jungle Parkview in Gwinnett County. They will be host to Colquitt County. That's two top ten teams in the highest classification. And I think both of them are good enough to go deep, like quarter, uh, semifinals, finals, maybe even win it with a bit of luck. So that one should be, you know, very big game. Um, good answer. That's our game of the week, which oh, we'll get to in just a little bit. I didn't even know that, I promise. <laughs> yeah, so that's definitely, I think, maybe the most interesting game. Another one's going to be Marietta at Milton, also in the highest classification. Um, Marietta was the preseason number one team. They probably have the most high-end talent of any team in the state, um, with quarterback Bailey Harrison going to Tennessee, Rick Gilbert is going to LSU, and um, but they'll be playing the defending champions, Milton, and, and Milton is a little underrated. They were underrated last year and then kind of came out of almost nowhere to win it. I don't think they're quite as good as last year. They don't have the quarterback, Jordan Yates, who's now at Georgia Tech, but they're very good, and they've lost a few games. They lost to Buford Close. They lost to a really good nationally prominent California team on the road close, um, and they lost to Parkview, and they beat Roswell, the region champion. So that'll be a pretty good test for Marietta. Um, I think the winner will be in the semifinals probably. And uh, so those are from the highest class. Then um, lower classes, Rome is playing at Warner Robins, you know, and those two teams have played each of the past two years. They were in the state championship game two years ago. Warner Robins won, um, or rather Rome won, and then last year Warner Robins got revenge and beat Rome. That's a really good rivalry. And uh, and the other one is, I'm going to say in class A, you know, uh, the four-time defending champion, Eagles Landing, Christian, Academy is playing a home game against Prince Avenue. Christian, Prince Avenue probably would be a top four or five team if their quarterback, Brock Vandegrift, had not been injured early. Well, he's back. We'll see. In the preseason, I asked uh, Elka's coach, Jonathan Guess, who was the best player in that classification, and he said Vandegrift, that a quarterback can make the huge, the most huge impact in a Class A game, and this was before he knew he was going to be playing them in their first game in the playoffs. So that's going to be a very big one. Tommy Palmer, the next question for Todd Holcomb goes to you. Uh, the next question for Todd Holcomb would be uh, taking a look at the 5A bracket, Todd. On the lower left, you have two outstanding football games. You've got Buford at Ware County, who may be the hottest team in 5A right now. And you've got Veterans, another one of those mid-state Houston County football teams at Carrollton. What are your thoughts on those two lower left 5A games. Ah, well, you know, I'm glad you um, asked me about that one because I'm 
I was just in just this morning writing a little capsules on all the games in that classification because that's uh, what's running in our our next newsletter. Um, yeah, veterans. It comes from a tough region, and it's it's easy to kind of maybe overlook them because there are other you know big names down there like you know Warren Robbins and uh, you know they, but they're on the rise. I mean, they're not in two really good team. Um, you know, really good running game. They got a couple of guys right at a thousand yards rushing. Um, but I really think Carrollton is um, clearly the team to beat this year. Um, really good defense. Some major, you know, some major D1 recruits on the defense. They have a good running back, Marinko, who rushed for over 200, or excuse me, over 100 last week. Um, and the quarterback last week was held out, Miles Morris. I don't think it's serious. Um, I think he'll be back. Um, so that could be something to watch if. Um, you know, if he's not 100%. And uh, the other one, yeah, Buford and Ware, I don't know what to think of them because Buford, um, this is not a typical Buford team that has a bunch of of D1 recruits, you know, major D1 recruits. I mean, they graduated a lot of those kind of players last year. Um, they're really good, though, like they always are. They, you know, they run the ball pretty tough. I still think they would probably be favored down at Ware County. And, um Ware is always kind of unpredictable for me in the playoffs. I, you know, they can beat anybody, and then they can, you know, sometimes lose that. You know, they have a really good sophomore quarterback, Castellanos, um, and he's rushed for about 1,000 yards. And their offense really runs through them. So I think it could go any, either way. I would probably favor Buford in that one, though. All right, so then, Todd, let me take you to AAA. And I know that's, uh, let's see, so 7-6 and six were Monday, 5-4 and four is Tuesday, 3-2 and two would be Wednesday. And as you're getting the capsules for AAA, I look in the upper left-hand section of the AAA bracket, and right now you're looking at Calhoun at Peach, Benedictine at Cedar Grove. Talk about a Final Four upper left. That one is nuts. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of tradition there. You know, Benedictine is... um... I mean, you know, they've they didn't win the region this year, but they they won it just about every year. They're they're really good. Um, of course, Calhoun had their streak of about eighteen straight region titles, eleven billion region titles. Yeah, that's unbelievable. I mean, it probably should be a moment of silence, you know, just to appreciate the, the that <laughs> incredible domination. I don't think we'll see that again for a while. But my, my opinion is that um, Calhoun and Big Benedictine are always good. And uh, also notice how I pronounced that right. I've had discussions with people from Savannah on how to pronounce Benedictine. that. Benedictine. Very good, yeah. So, yeah, but but I don't think they are, um, let's say, at the height of their powers. They're, they're good teams um, that you don't want to play in the second round, but I really don't think they'll threaten Peach County and Cedar Grove this particular season. I think those are the two best teams in the classification. And uh, this is probably Peach County's best team they've had, you know, and they've had, I mean, they've made the final, what, two years in a row, so, um, and could have won either one. So they're really loaded. I, I think they'll handle um, Calhoun, and I think Cedar Grove will do the same with, with Benedictine. And then you're going to have this, um, you know, this mm-hmm. quarterfinal matchup of superpowers. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that one next week, whichever four survive out of the upper left. And uh, for the rest of the week over at the Georgia High School Football Daily, Todd, which I will, as I will continue to maintain, mandatory reading for the high school football fan. What's the plan as you get ready for round two? Well, this week we've got previews of every single game, which, uh, what's the math? Eight times eight, that's what, 4,012. Yes. It's, it's John, your math is just on point today. Isn't it? 
Yeah, very strong. So we got previews of every game, and then uh, on Friday we'll just have kind of a primer and a preview that kind of puts it all together. And so it's kind of a simple week, but a ton of information. And for those that are not a part of the Georgia High School Football Daily, daily releases and things, how do they access what you guys are doing, which is quality work? Yeah, the best way would be to go find us on Twitter. Just Google Georgia High School Football Daily, and it has a little link there where you can sign up. It also just has an occasional really nice tweet that we, we get out every every now and then. Georgia High School Football Daily on the Twitters. Todd, thanks for hanging out with us as always here in the opening block of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. We will catch up with you next week, and we will be reading all of the info that you guys put out. It's tremendous information for the high school football fan here in the state of Georgia, not just here in Georgia, but for high school football fans all over the place. You guys do tremendous work every single day. Great. Thank you. It's fun being here. All right, Tommy, with uh, Todd's last thoughts about upper left in AAA, what did you think about that? I uh, didn't think much. Of, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I certainly don't agree, uh, but uh, th- that's okay. You know, uh, I know uh, Calhoun and Peach are both very good. Benedictine and Cedar Grove are very good. But, y- y- you know, you've got a Pierce County team in lower left you can't forget about. And over on the right-hand side, I think the best team in Savannah in many, many years, you've got the Jenkins uh, group coming out of there. They play great defense, and I think they're going to make a run, and they could very well be at Georgia State uh, in early December, in my opinion. So that that's where I differ a little bit. Crisp is really good. Appling's really good. If you play good defense and you have a good kicking game, you got a chance to win it all, and that's the way I look at it. So. Especially in the lower classifications, if you have special teams and you have a handle on that. Time to talk about exactly. the outbound and the inbound on the outbound. I know, Hannah, you wanted to start with the game that we had on Football Fridays in Georgia last week. Marietta's dominant performance against Camden County. Yeah, we were live from historic Northcutt Stadium in Marietta, Georgia. I'm going to spoil this one. The final score, Blue Devils won 41-13 to take on Milton in round two this Friday. But I talked to our Cotton Commission player of the game, senior tight end Eric Gilbert, after his performance. He caught seven passes for 128 yards and two TDs. He said he's really proud of his team and said they expected to go to round two. So he was like, eh, Hannah, we, we expected this. Uh, He also said he has a really strong connection with senior quarterback Harrison Bailey, and that's why their offense is so good, John. Tommy, you talk about uh, our game of the week on Football Fridays. What else struck you in 7A, and what else was uh, outbound in your mind? Well, number one would be Colquitt County and Parkview and Norcross and Lowndes. Norcross just amazed me by winning in the first round. They had struggled. Obviously, they had tremendous injuries all season long. Lowndes is still very good. On that right-hand side, you've got McEachern and Lowndes and Grayson. And on the left-hand side, you've got Parkview and Colquitt County. And I think the winner of that one uh, is going to have their hands full the very next week against Archer or either in, in the semifinals or quarterfinals with Marietta, Milton, Roswell, Mill Creek. It's a loaded bracket in 7A this year. One of the brackets that we haven't had the chance to talk about, Tommy, so far is what's been going on in 6A. And with what happened in round one, you had a lot of teams putting up some big numbers. Round two is setting up with some interesting matchups. Coffee, Mays, Lanier, Richmond Hill, Valdosta, Johns Creek, all on the left-hand side. 
I'm not sure how good Richmond Hill is, but they were good enough to win their region and to beat out teams like Glen Academy and Brunswick and several others. If if they can get past this game, they could really be a, a force in 6A. Valdosta's got a tough assignment going on the road and playing at Johns Creek. And then, of course, I think probably those road warriors from Coffee. I, I would like to really figure out over the last four years how many road games Coffee has played in the playoffs. I mean, they have just played on the road, on the road, on the road. They had a good opening effort, and if they win at Mays, they could really be a factor coming off that left-hand bracket over there, John. We talked to Todd about 5A, so let's skip down to 4A, and you've got St. Pius and Woodward Thompson at Cartersville. BT's got a home game. North Oconee and West Lawrence is a sneaky one over on the left-hand side. You've also got Kevin Smith heading to Oconee County, Mariston Carver, Madison County, Mary Persons. America Sumter, one of the four seeds that won, going to Sandy Creek. Yeah, definitely. But i got to give kudos to Perry. When you think about Houston County, you've got veterans, Warner Robins, you've got Perry, you've got Houston County, all advancing in the playoffs. So, uh Good football teams in the mid-state. I think Woodward Academy is a factor on the left-hand side, Cartersville as well. And my dark horse would be West Lawrence, but their factor there would be— But how dark are they, really? How dark a dark how dark a dark horse are they? Uh, People just don't give them any respect. And right now, I think they're sitting there 10 and 1. But uh, North Oconee is a, a tremendous game that they've got to win to, of course, stay in. But, hey, I still like the I formation. And the surprise team in all of five, uh, 4A has to be Baldwin. And you, you probably will agree with me on mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, when you, when you have two consecutive years or consecutive years where you come into the playoffs below 500 or 500 or lower and are able to win a region last year and then do what you did this year and continue to work your way through the playoffs, now you've got a tall test against BT, though. Oh, what a tall test. And then, of course, uh, Carver Columbus is back where Dale McGee had them many years ago, mm-hmm. but they've got to go against Air Marist again this week. So. <laughs> Yes. Connor Sigelski had five TDs last week. So once again, we see what uh, Marist is up to. Double A, since we talked to Todd about triple A. Uh, Double A, left-hand side, Jeff Coe's at home. Fitzgerald is at Callaway and Callaway Stadium. Good news for Union County, their first ever postseason win. They are at Metter, where everything is better and Metter. Brooks County and Rockmart, to me, on the left-hand side in double A, Wow. If you want to look at how good Brooks is, go back and take a look at the schedule they played before they got to that difficult 1AA region. I know this is a number two or a number three team out of that region, but I'm going to tell you, Rockmart's going to have their hands full with this Brooks County team. They're going to bring the hammer, and in 1AA, they really cinch up those helmet chin straps really tight. Dublin, uh, one of the reasons they lost to Waco was four of their starters did not play, and a few of them were key. Now, if Swainsboro gets in a, ryth- a rhythm, they're going to they're gonna play uh, Hapeville really tough. 
but I still think the team to beat, in my opinion, a lot of people would say Rockmart. I still think it's Rabin County, the team to beat. And Toombs County makes the trip up to Tiger this week. Let's wrap things up in single A and single A private. You have the Savannah round robin heading into its second week. Savannah Christian winning last week, and they are at Savannah Country Day with the season that they've had. And you also had another game low, Prince Avenue and Eagles Landing Christian. Well, that's going to be a dandy. And, of course, you know, it's tough for me having done Eagles Landing Christian so many times mm-hmm. in the in the private game. It's hard for me to, to bet against them. But the dark horse, in my opinion, in this particular bracket on the left-hand side would be Savannah Country Day. Yep. They're playing so well right now. And here's another team that's not getting a lot of respect, Mount DeSales out of Macon public side and all the one through eight's got buys in the first round and we have a couple of collision courses that we've talked about with uh, Hannah and uh, Matt Stewart and myself doing the bracketology shows is that right. you have on the left-hand side a collision course in the semifinals with Irwin and Clinch on the right-hand side a collision course before that of Pelham and Mitchell County again when you look at Class A on the public side, you've got ECI going to Homerville, Commerce going to Lincoln County, Sly and Marion. The old Tri-County rivalry comes back up here in the second round with Sly and Marion. Turner gets to go to Mitchell County. That's one of the amazing things. And listen to this. I don't know that most people who are football fans out there take a look at Class A, but in Mitchell County, Pelham is the city school. Aren't they right across the street? Yeah, they play. They share the same stadium, and Mitchell County is the county school. There's also Westwood, a GISA school down there, and if I'm not mistaken, Baconton Charter's there. It's probably the smallest county in the state with four schools. Unbelievable. But if Pelham and Mitchell County win, you're going to have another 50-49 to 49 thing in the next round. All right, any other last thoughts before uh, we uh, put a bow on round two? I just love this. When we get when we get to brackets and we think we know what's going to happen and we say, well, I think this, well, I think that, and then we wake up and it's like, oh, no, boy, <laughs> was was I really off target So here. much for filling that out in pen. Yeah, well, I, I do. I, I really do. After the first round, I print it out, and I've got it all printed out right now, and I have my little marks by the teams, I think, and, and nobody's going to see it but me. Me for its uh, me. I just have a lot of X marks from teams that lost in the first round. That's how it is for me. Hannah, what's the last word? All right, our game of the week is a round two of Class A seven playoffs. We'll be live from the Big Orange Jungle, not the Orange Jungle, the Big Orange Jungle for number five Cockwood versus number seven Parkview. And as always, let me give you the quick backstory on these two schools. The Panthers are the champion from Region Seven. They have only lost one game this season to number one Lowndes. They defeated West Forsyth thirty-five to fourteen in the first round to advance last Friday. Cockwood County, on the other hand, under new head coach Justin. Rogers finished second in Region 1. The Packers were beaten by Valdosta and Lowndes this season. They beat North Cobb 35-7 to move on in the playoffs. This will be the seventh all-time meeting between the two teams. Parkview has won four of those games, but... Cockwit won the last one, 31-15, back in the 2012 quarterfinals. So, John, these two teams know how to win big games. Broadcast plans are what? We are live 729 Sharp on GPB. We'll be streaming live on Facebook, the GPB Sports app, Twitter. We're Uriwer. 
And, that, and that's the direct quote. We are, we are everywhere, or as the kids say, Uriwer? Uriwer. Uriwer. Okay. Tommy, Tommy, as always, my friend, thanks for hanging out with us for another round of the show. Thank you. It's it's a joy to be with you. And no weather forecast this week. I rest my case about the last two weeks. Yes, How about that? Yes. Thank you for that, Mr. Meteorologist. And that's it for us today for another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. You can reach us at gpb.org slash podcast. Subscribe to us for free. Anywhere your favorite podcasts and podcatchers can be found. You can also find me on your Amazon smart speaker. I run down the top five teams in their games of the week. Just say to your smart speaker, hey, Alexa, ask GPB for John's top games of the week. You can also follow the GPB sports team, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube, Cockwood County and Parkview, 730 Friday night on GPB, GPB TV, and the GPB Sports app, among all the other places that Hannah just talked to you about. Our podcast is produced by the irreplaceable Sean Powers. The Football Fridays in Georgia podcast is a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. Play it safe, everybody. We'll see you at the game. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.